We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. It is time to talk boxing. A little hip-hop. We saved it for the boxing episode. So, a fun show today. If you guys haven't yet heard, make sure you guys go back and listen to our MMA episode that dropped earlier in the week. Still have a pro wrestling episode dropping later on in the weekend to make sure you guys get your full preview for AEW going down on Saturday night, right? Yep. Saturday. Okay, making sure it's not Sunday. Saturday night for AEW. So I'm sure producer Cole Bay Bay will join us for that one. Going to be one hell of a show there. If it's your first time listening on the Corner Podcast, we talk MMA, boxing, pro wrestling, and a sprinkle of hip-hop, pop culture, whatever's going on in the world. From right here, Blue Wire Studios in the Wind Resort, Las Vegas. Dre, that sprinkle of pop culture today is... We're taking a shot. You're lucky I'm not pouring one out. But we got to take a shot for Twitter, man. It might be over. It ain't might over. be the end of it. So let's grab our shots. All right. Here we go. All right. All right. What is this a shot of before I drink this? You'll be all right. <laughs> that's, that, that's, all, that's all you need. What the fuck? To Twitter, we ain't pouring one out. We don't got no malt liquor. But I'm we're sure. taking a shot. Yeah, that was a lot. That was more than a shot. Yeah, yeah, it was a little, it was a little bit much. <laughs> yeah, I should have warned you about that. What was that? Some type of whiskey. I don't. You don't shoot whiskey. You sip whiskey. I don't yeah. know, man. It's the. It's a, a bourbon whiskey. Of, that was all right. Yeah, listen, man. It's it's tough. I grabbed the first bottle I saw. It is uh, a. Probably tear my eye. There's <laughs> <laughs> a tear in my eye, Dre, because Twitter may be gone. $200 dates. Uh, Twitter ain't gone. Listen, man. It could be if it shuts down over the weekend. It ain't going to shut gonna down over the weekend. Where are we going to debate $200 dates at? It's not going to shut down over the weekend. Look. And everybody was broke back then. That was like the best topic on Twitter. Black Twitter history. Zola, Black Lives Matter, deaths were shared on Twitter before anywhere else. Oh, yeah. The way information is disseminated, it's not going to die. People are maybe leaving... I give it about a year because something else. Seventy-five percent of your staff in a day. Yeah, but the, 
I'm, I guarantee you there's people that out, out there that want money oh, that yeah. will take that job. Yeah. It's not going to die, but I think we're seeing the final days. Just like when you saw MySpace was going down, you were like, yeah. you started watching the ship, and then it was like, hey, there's this thing called Twitter. Everybody was like, wee! Yep. You got to take all your pictures down and shit. Like, I need all these. Yeah, I don't think it's going to die, but yeah. Uh, boy, Elon Musk, is just he just knows how to fuck up a ship. Quick. This man jumped on the Titanic and just tried to drive it into an iceberg. <laughs> He's like, this is a cool ship. Where can it go? Crazy. What's your favorite moment? I would say, for me, it's specifically like black Twitter moment, but we can open this up. Like, what's your favorite Twitter moment? My, and I have a sports moment, though. Manny Pacquiao getting knocked out by was, Marquez. That was, that was my first fight. When did you ever. join Twitter? 2009. You were in the 09? You were there yeah. that early? Okay. My Twitter tells me. I, I think it was like October 2009. Yeah. So there's people there like January 2009 or like 2008. I wasn't there then. But I, I mean, I remember the officially ISIS who blew up from there with Joe Budden and his mm-hmm. crew with Amani and they were throwing fucking pool parties and everything wild. Um, it was lawless back then. I've been on Twitter since November of 2008. Oh, see, yeah. yeah. I, I joined tell you, a year after that. I can tell you the day that I joined. I was working at BET and me and Loki were at a party. Yo, Loki got Twitter famous. Yeah. Blew up. Me and Loki were at a party. This is when we were all there. Me, Loki, Chris Fox. Uh, I don't think Kaz was there. We were at some No. We're at we're at the it was election day, I think. We ended up at Q Tip's uh, Obama party. <laughs> and okay. I can't remember who said it. It might have been Q Tip. It's like, oh, there's this new thing. We just kind of talk about whatever in real time. And me and Lo signed up that day. And we were like, oh, this Twitter thing. And like, we didn't have like any followers. But when you ask about like some of my favorite Twitter moments, I bring up Chris Fox. If anybody knows Fox and was on Twitter early, Chris Fox was famous for getting into a verbal war with Diddy on Twitter. It was the first time that we realized. He said he was going to slap him? No, I can't remember what it was. Fox was already Diddy said he was going to slap Fox. It might, it might have been that. I'm pretty sure that's how it played out. And Fox, we were at the same place, and Fox <laughs> was like, "Man, fuck Diddy," and he was like, "Tweet." And this is before we understood the reach of Twitter. Like, shit, when I left BT, that blew up on Twitter. I think I got like eight thousand followers in a day off of that shit. But it was like he would go at Diddy, and Diddy responded. We we're like, "Oh, they can see this. The world is closer." Yeah. And that's one of my favorite moments, Temecula, obviously. Oh, Mimi and Temecula was golden. Um, not one of my favorite moments, but you saw a movement start. It was literally Black Lives Matter when Trayvon Martin passed. And watching that shit happen in real time, when Michael Jackson died. Yes. Twitter broke. I'll never remember the whale. Yep. If there was too much traffic, I was working at BET. And I had the information. I couldn't put it out there. Because TMZ kept, they were breaking the story. Yep. And I made a phone call. And I was like, yo, he's, I knew he was there. We couldn't do it. And I was like, can I tweet this? And I just kind of waited and I saw it on Twitter. And I just remember like the world collapsing over Michael Jackson's death. Uh, those are a few. And then the Zola story. Like that Zola story. Zola was like, this story is, was fuego. This is too good to be true. But it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> just, it, it's Twitter is in the scope of the platform. It was perfect for a journalist. Yes, it is a writer's haven. It is. Because like. We noticed, we, not to say I wasn't cool, like, because I was cool all my life. <laughs> but, nice like, for those who weren't, like, if you can be, if you can voice what you want correctly, 
you could become very big on this platform. It was all words. It wasn't physical. Yep. It was, and it bred a community over that. Oh, yeah. It showed people like, yo, other people like shit like I like stuff. More so than MySpace, more so than Facebook. It literally attached you to people you've never met before. Yep. Wrestling communities. Like, yo, I never knew this many black people like wrestling. Ever. Yep. And then now it's like a whole wave. You do Wale Mania. We do all, all these things. Wrestling with stereotype. A lot of this shit's because we were in the trolls of black Twitter. Yeah. It's like, yo, you like wrestling? You like wrestling. You like wrestling. We all followed each other. I mean, I'll I, I one-up you. So, like, you know, when I joined Twitter, was, you know, I was a music writer. And I'm from Vegas, so it's like the reach isn't that big in Vegas. You don't meet people. Yeah. Then I moved to New York, and obviously I met all these people. But Twitter was the opportunity for people to understand that it's like, I'm not just music. I talk about other shit, too. You know how many jobs I've gotten off of Twitter? Oh. Like, you know how many people I've met? Kaz, Wale, like, E. Well, not E. I met through Kaz, which is through Twitter. But... I got my, I'm only sitting here today because of Twitter. I was doing sports radio. I was a producer, Kansas City. And I was just going through and they used to have me, there's like a, the C block in every show. So you have A, B, and C. So the C block in sports radio, for those who don't know, I know you know. Yep. But like for those who don't know, is like seven minutes. Yep. Like the C block is tiny. Because you got to get hit your out at like 55s to do all your marketing promo and everything and hit your timestamp at the top of the hour, whatever. So it's like seven minutes. So a lot of times there wasn't enough to talk actual sports. So my boy Carrington, shout out to Carrington, still in um, Kansas City running shit on sports radio. And Danny Parkins, who's in Chicago, ESPN Sports Radio. They would have me as a producer go through Black Sports Online, Twitter account, see what shenanigans were going up. <laughs> Hilarious. And uh, to just fill the seven-minute block that day. So I'd check TMZ, I'd check BSO, and I'd check Boston. And that was my job. Like, for yo, fill the seven minutes. You get us something wild to talk about. And one day I'm checking BSO for that purpose, and they're like, yo, we're hiring a West Coast rider. Getting divorced, my wife ended up kicking me out, like throwing my shit outside. And that day, the tweet comes in, and BSO's like, we're hiring a West Coast rider. I respond, give him all my credentials and shit. And then it was like, Rob Bertletow writes me back. And he's just like, yeah, I'm looking for someone for LA, blah, blah. I see you're in Kansas City. I was like, no, I'm moving. He's like, what? I was like, I'm moving like in two days. And then I was like, uh, but to Vegas, not LA. And he was like, all right, cool. Like, that works. And that was Thanksgiving weekend off of a tweet on Twitter. I got there and I covered the Manny Pacquiao fight on the 4th. And that's when he got knocked out with the memes and everything. And yeah, I was at BSO and then I went and I wrote for other places and then now I'm at ESPN. So it's all off of Twitter. My entire career is off of seeing one tweet. It's, it's the great connector. That is what Twitter has been is for journalists and people who write and use words. I'm sure that I've written articles on Twitter that could have been posted somewhere else just with my tweets. But yeah, if it goes, it goes, but I, I feel like... I got a tweet in an article with me offering Jason Whitlock the fade on site, <laughs> on Twitter. I said, yo, when, when I see you, it's on site, and someone put it in an article. I, I've had Twitter beefs. I've had... Oh, Dre, you've had way too many Twitter beefs <laughs> to count. I can't even, I can't even start. You called Jason Whitlock a coon on Twitter. Yes, I have. <laughs> Several, uh, twice. I've had twice. beef with, like, 
Jorge Masvidal. I, I didn't do it. Candace Owens. It's, you t- oh, you did have Candace Owens beef like two years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, Twitter's a beautiful place for me. <laughs> it's also shitty because people just say wild and reckless shit. But, yeah, it's the great connector, man. I've discovered a lot of people. Um, and again, no, this means you got to get a TikTok. No. Just in case it folds. Let no. me put you up on TikTok. No, I don't it's want to. It's a great to. platform. I'm good. I ain't dancing. I ain't making no... You don't got to dance. They do other shit I'll now. need somebody else to manage that shit for me. I'll show you how to use TikTok. But, a year yeah. from now, you'll be like, yo, this TikTok shit is pretty cool. Nah, I'm good. But that's all my, my niece, all she does is watch TikTok like it's TV. Yes. I'm telling you. I'll get you up on TikTok. Now that Twitter may or may not fold, no. you got to get a backup plan. I'll get you all on right. TikTok. I'll show you how to use it. You'll be the king of TikTok in a year. So. uh that's going on around us. But in terms of music, which we want to open up and talk about a little bit here um, to start the show before we dive into boxing real quick. And by the way, it's not going to be the longest show ever, but it's going to be a fun show. Yeah. Um, to talk about music, Nas King disease. You talked about it on Twitter. It, it, that, I asked people what was their most underrated song by Nas, and that thing has currently has like 1,300 responses. Underrated song by Nas? Still on Elmatic. Um, yeah, hands down. I, mine is Second Childhood. It'll always be Second Childhood. From Stillmatic. Primo beat one of Primo's best. Stillmatic is incredible. But Second Childhood? Yeah. But so many people had so... Somebody said, like, you owe me or some shit like that. I was like, you, you owe me true. is horrendous. But, uh, but let's was talk that about Spence it. From, was that Spence shit, it <laughs> from views? Been. It might have been. But, uh, uh, but Nas's King's Disease is I oh, asked it ain't hard to tell most underrated it ain't hard to tell it's not an underrated song underrated in the grand scope of his entire career the fucking thing samples human nature again it being the outro when you mentioned the greatest outros in hip hop history many people don't bring it up because the album is so phenomenal people get New York State of Mind Life's yeah. a Bitch like The World Is Yours like the beginning of the album is so phenomenal I love Halftime but the outro is perfection oh, no, on closing the album. It ain't hard to tell it's the most underrated song. Not that it's bad, not that it, but it gets lost on that album because it is track 10. Sometimes people don't make so it to 10. Good. It is phenomenal. This is arguably his best song ever. And to me, wildly underrated. So King's Disease 3 completes this trifecta. And if you want to add magic, there's four albums here. That Nas has had this remarkable resurgence. Yes. Shout out to Head Boy. And I ask you this question. Have we ever seen somebody on the brink of falling off with so much potential reclaim their glory years later? Nas has done it twice. He did with Stillmatic. Um, Then three times. Uh, (laughs) The joint with the wedding dress on the cover. Life is good. Life is phenomenal album. Yeah. When Nas, before, when Nas went through pain, Traumatic shit. Made for a great album. Came from the hood. All this stuff. People were dying. Traumatic stuff. He was a poet. He wrote all about it. Illmatic. Um, it was written. Then his mother passed. Locked himself away. Wrote Stillmatic. And then horrible divorce. Played out publicly. Wrote Life's Good. All right. No pain involved in this one. <laughs> it's just. It's incredible to see someone. Get comfortable in their own skin. As an adult, because we all do that, I feel. As flashy and lavish 
and wild. And we reminisce. Those 20s are great. Yeah. That's why music is great in your 20s. You don't know no better. You say wild shit, you do wild shit. People take drugs, people drink, people do. Our story, our two stories from back in our 20s are wild. People love hearing them. There's nothing better than being confident in your maturing and being grown. And we don't get to see that yet. Hip hop is young. We don't get to see that in hip hop yet. In rock, in country, these things happen. Yeah. Where someone drops an album, two albums, where you're like, yo, their mature version of them, fire. Fire. We're finally getting that in Nas. Yeah. He just happens to, and I'll put Hove there, like 44-4 is great. Like he just doesn't drop it as frequent. He's a billionaire. You got other shit to do in the world. But, um, but the guest verses and everything, Nas and Hove are truly the epitome of, I almost said this sport. Because like hip hop's like a sport to me. But they're the epitome of this industry. They are so great that they can tell these story, stories forever and get better as they get more vulnerable, as they mature. They're not talking to everyone, 21 Savage. <laughs> this ain't for you. And that's cool. Yeah, yeah. You ain't say nothing wrong. It ain't for you. It ain't supposed to be for you. You ain't say you was whack. No, that's the wrong definition. Like, he used, he used relevant, relevant, and it was yeah. like... He's not relevant. Mm. Like, he's relevant for me, yeah. for us. He's always relevant. Yeah. But... I understand. He may not be popular. He's not pop music. No. It's not pop culture. That's what young hip-hop is. It is pop culture. Metallica wasn't pop culture when Blink-182 and all them came out. Like, it, they, they weren't. They weren't Panic at the Disco. They were no longer pop culture. Aerosmith was no longer pop culture. Right. They were still making incredible music. It's a legacy act. Yet, that... Cool, they're not popular. They're still very relevant. Well, it's, it's popular. It's very relevant. It is not yeah. popular. Kids control what is popular. You control what is pop music. It's very relevant. And these three albums, King's Disease 3 in particular, phenomenal. I listened to 30 eight times in a row. Eight times. That hit boy B's incredible. It's one verse and two hooks. Eight times in a row I ran that back. The, but now my favorite song on the album, honestly, it's First Time. Oh, First Time is so good. Yo, that tugs at the heartstrings. Like, that's, oh, my God. First time you listen to Biggie, Pac, and you, you, it's nostalgia in four minutes. Like, it does. It gives you a feeling. You can remember these yeah. things. You go back. Remember the first time I listened to Tribe? I remember, like, I remember all of this. I'm, I listened to Outkast early albums late. I remember being eighth grade here in Vegas and um, I just moved to Vegas and my boy Tay Price who was on social media and everything. He's a great photographer, videographer out of here in Vegas. I met him when I was in eighth grade. He did a outcast bombs over bad guy performance in my middle school. Crazy. All right. Yep. Talent show. Did the full performance. Crushed that shit. Went over to his crib. Because my uncle was always in music, blah, blah. I had all these D-block things and all shit. I was like, yo, y'all make music. And at this point, he was made beats. And he was like, yeah. He was like, oh, yeah. Like, I, I love the Outcast sound. Like, Dungeon Family. I was like, what? I was like, I know Dungeon Family. It's was like, but I, I listened to other shit. Like, when I was in New York, I was like, yo, 
He gave me all his CDs, and I was like, yo, this outcast shit is incredible. I still never gave him back his CD. Fuck it, you got enough money. You buy a new CD. But <laughs> I still never never gave him back that CD. So it's like you remember these things, and Nas is forever relevant because he can, he can bring up those emotions. As long as you invoke emotions like pro wrestling, you're, you're doing the right thing. Yeah, I'll put a button on it with this. Nas was put on this world to put words together. That was his MO the day that he arrived on this earth. He did it with Illmatic, and then he tried to follow industry trends. Mafioso, Jiggy Rap, but he was always a poet and a rapper at heart. Now he just gets to do what he was put on this earth to do, and he's exceptional at it. So King's Disease 3 and 2 and 1 and Magic, I haven't seen a rebirth like this. Somebody said Bryce Harper. Like, Bryce showed up on the scene and was like the phenom, and then he yes. faded a little bit, and then he went to the World Series. It's close, but it hasn't been 30 years in between. Yeah, 30, 30 years is something. This man is incredible. Um, and again, he, he popped back up in between a little bit. Not like this. Um, just to branch off into a different medium of music, it kind of reminds me of like a Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's fair. Where Johnny Cash will pop up once a decade or some shit yeah. and drop something and be like, yo, Johnny Cash is on this soundtrack. Yo, Johnny Cash got an album. Or you look at the Grammy list, you'd be like, oh, fuck, Johnny Cash was like 75. Yeah. Dropping a new joint. Like, it, it was one of those things where we've seen it in other aspects of movies. Aerosmith is old as hell. Oh, Steven Tyler always. Steven Tyler. You just pop up randomly. Yep. You'd be like, yo, he did it again. And it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, I've seen this in other areas, but it's refreshing to see it in hip hop. Because you know what? 21 Savage, when you are 50, you hope to be here. Well, you probably won't be called 21 Savage anymore. You probably go by your real name. I don't know. Can you change the name? I don't know. Like when you're 50, (laughs) because he's like, what, in his 20s, he'll be like Stewart or whatever his name is. Two Chains always going to be Two Chains. Two Chains 50. Yeah, but he started late. I mean, it's better than Titty Boy. He went from Titty Boy to 2 Chains. That's true. You can but only change your name so many times. Nas, just Nas is a legacy act. He's adding to his legacy, closing in at 50 years of age. Kids, this is why it's smart not to put Lil or a fake yeah, name yeah. that's ridiculous. Just do you. When you start, because it gets a little dicey when you're older. No one thinks about when they're 50. Yeah. But, but Nas does. Um, well, we're all straight into it. Fuck it. Let's get into boxing and the biggest news of the day in boxing. Ryan Garcia, Javante Davis locked in a deal to fight April 15 in Vegas, according to multiple sources. Shout out to Coppinger for this, but it was other places first as yeah. well. Um, Chris Mannix might have had it even before then. Mannix, Mannix had yeah. the details. Yeah. Um, Chris is really dope. He's the man too. So April 15th here in Vegas. We don't got a trap. No, nah, man, I'm good. We're not good. You know how fucking tired we're going to be that week? Well, we're two weeks removed from WrestleMania. I thought it was one week. Nah, WrestleMania is April 1st. Oh, thank God. All right, we're two weeks removed. Cool. We'll be here at Blue Wire Studios. We got to get a million people in the studio because it'll be oh. a huge boxing weekend. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad this fight is happening. And boxing goes through stages. So we had the four kings. We had the heavyweights who fought everyone. We had the four kings after that, 80s, fought each other. But even then, like, some fought young, some fought older, but they all ended up fighting. Then we got the De La Hoya era where he fought everybody, but different. And then Floyd kind of Jordan this shit and changed the game where he cherry-picked everything. For better or worse. 
on when he fought people. He's undefeated. It, it worked out great for him. But he didn't fight some people in their 20s or in their 30s. Like, he strategically planned out his career. We all have wanted these four princes to kind of fight each other or just to challenge themselves. We're looking at a 2023 where Devin Haney probably fights Lomachenko. Looks like that's sewn up. And challenging himself. We've already seen Teofimo Lopez fight Lomachenko, come out victorious. We have, and Lomachenko's now turned into Pernell Whitaker, where all the young guys are like, yeah, fuck it, we're going to fight Lomachenko. And then they'll probably end up fighting each other when Haney moves out to 140. There's a working relationship now between Haney and top rank. Eventually they'll fight, I think. And then we get Gervonta and Ryan, who can put aside what's the hardest part is getting the networks to agree yep. to fight. Not when they're 40, not when they're 35, Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence. Like, they can fight now and then maybe fight again later when they can go and they fight other people still. Tate can fight Teofimo. You know, Ryan can still fight Haney at 140 or 140. Like, it doesn't matter. You go and you see the best fight the best and you fight multiple times. We love trilogies. That's what boxing is built off of. I feel like maybe we can start a new trend with these young guys. Yeah. Boxing is the only sport to realize like the world moves fast because of social media and you need to make things happen quickly. Yeah. For a second, they didn't change. They were still snail mail. So Tank and Ryan just shamed Terrence and Errol. Horribly. Decade of shame. Yeah. We're just going to do this now. Like, y'all fucking around talking about money. Yeah, there's money on the table. I'm going to be rich. Who gives a shit? I'm going to fight you now. Take a step back up the Briggs truck. Yeah, just bring it in. I'm going to get paid. You're not going to get paid less going forward, by the way. No, and and your star will be brighter. And if it's an exceptional fight, we'll have an immediate rematch. And they're young. Super young. You can come back. Like, Bernard Hopkins and Roy Jones fought before Bernard disappeared and came back and became even better. You got to get these things out of your system. What are you waiting for? So you have two bright young talents who arguably have not fought anybody, according to a lot of people. So now they're just going to fight each other. Yep. So the fact that this got done is a boon for boxing. Boxing desperately needed this. Now we're looking at a 2023 that has Caleb Plant versus David Benavides. Phenomenal fight. Ryan Garcia versus Tank Davis. Canelo says he's going to take a... Tune-up fight. I have no idea who's going to be, but I don't give a shit. He could probably defend his mandatory belt. Potentially, we got Fury and Usyk. Yep. Which looks like it. it Eddie Hearn aside, booking, like asking for a mandatory or whatever, but fuck it. We have... Who am I missing here? Devin Haney nope. Lomachenko. Yep. Shakur Stevenson looming. Yeah. Shakur's hanging around. Oh, but, but he was man, mandated for Isaac Cruz, which would be one hell of a fight. Yeah, I don't think that one happened, so... I don't think I don't think Isaac they'll Cruz figure out up the back. Yeah, I don't think they'll figure that out. I think Isaac will hang on. Like you fight Shakur, you're gonna lose. It ain't gonna happen because Isaac. So Shakur will fight the next person that yeah. the WBC mandates. So this is the fight that needs to happen for the first domino to fall. Well, honestly, then you might get Shakur Haney off the back of him and Loma. Honestly, Tiafimo started this shit. Yeah, by fighting Lomachenko early. It's thirteenth fight. Yeah, and then Devin's like, all right, I'm going to fight George Cambosis. And now these two are going to fight each other. Boxing's in a good place when all these young fighters fight now because fuck marinating. No. Fuck pay-per-view sales and letting it wait. You, the, can't, you can't do Mayweather Pacquiao again. It's not happening. The earlier you do it, 
the better chance later that you're going to continue to grow and gain money. Dude, Ryan Garcia has over 8 million followers on on Instagram. He ain't going to lose not one follower if he goes out there and gets knocked out by Tank. Because you know what? He dared to be great. Come back, knock the hell out of everyone else, and then maybe y'all can meet up again. Then you go challenge. Right, Styles make fights. Who cares? The bigger thing is I'm not protecting anything. Yep. Right? Like, I'm not going in trying not to lose. I'm going in here and it's like taking a risk. Fuck it. I'm going to take my shot, and if I lose, it is what it is. Shout out to women's boxing, by the way. Exactly. Michaela Mayer, Alicia Bumgarner, left it all out there. You know what? One person lost, so what? I need Michaela to stop being so salty, though. Michaela's super salty. Like, stop being so salty. You You lost. You lost. It is what it is. You lost that. Um, But Alicia's going for Undisputed, and Alicia was like, no, I'm not fighting you next. But I'm never saying I'm not fighting you again. Just not next. Just not next. So if Katie Taylor don't want this work to go up at 135, which could be a super fight for Katie, cool. But if that doesn't happen, or if Alicia goes up, beats Katie, yo, we can meet at 135. Like, it happened early enough. Michaela's 24, 25. stupid. Like, Alicia's not that old. She's like 28. Yo, we got this down the road. This is boxing. This is incredible. And women's boxing has undisputed champions from the top to the bottom. Savannah Marshall's talking about... um, Freshone, Cruz Desert. Yeah. She might run that back. Like every Clarissa's three time undisputed. Yep. This is like, shout out to them for giving the blueprint, but these guys are like, a lot of the guys are like, yo, that's my sis. Serrano, that's my sis. Clarissa, that's my sis. Like they all respect them. They see this and like, fuck that. We could do this too. That young age bracket, honestly, them mixed with the the YouTube, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But the YouTube exhibition shit, save boxing. Yeah. I mean, look. Boxing is no longer dead. It is the most popular, and I can say this with a fact, is the most popular sport amongst casual fans. Yeah. Right now. I mean, I think F1 is close. NFL is pretty big. Casual fans. Dude. I will tell, I, I see the numbers. Yeah. When you're luring in casual fans to a, com- I have a basis. There's an account that is purely casual. F1 is number one. F1 is huge. And boxing is number two. And it's because of this. Well, yeah. I mean, again, I've always said it. Fighting is a universal language. Yeah. People Everybody recognize people getting punched in the face. That's it. It's very simple. When you put all these barriers and rules around the people, like, ah, I don't want that. But if you put two people that can fight very well, one, like both of them, nice little good-looking guys that knock people out, yep. let them punch each other in the face. Easy money. Easy money. Easy money. Everybody's going to be happy and get paid. Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence, get your shit together. Especially Terrence Crawford. I do not like what he said about my legacy is set. You sound like fucking Kevin Durant. Posted that. <laughs> Kevin He's, Durant said. He said that on every show. Yeah, my legacy is set. You're a liar. Kevin Durant, if he said his legacy is set, you're a liar. Because you won a championship with Steph Curry. That's Steph's team. Do you want to be the greatest? Like, you can't say your legacy is set if you don't fight the best in your division. Do you want to be great? Or do you want to be the greatest? Like, dude. Because you're not Andre Ward. You're not not the best here. Bro, at least Andre Ward fought Kovalev. I'm saying, you're like, you're not Andre Ward. You're You're not the best of your era by far. Dog, I hated what Terrence said. Like, I... And, Ter- and Kevin Durant has said the same exact thing in the same window. And nobody's putting Kevin Durant in the top five. No. But Kevin Durant. Talent-wise, he could be. He could be. But you got to win a title. 
on your own, yep. on your own team. And you, you haven't know. done that. Terrence Crawford. Team, something. You beat okay people at 140. LeBron never won it on his own, but he's won it in three cities. No, but he won it in three cities. There's a constant somewhere. And you can, Cleveland, he was the leader. Yes. Yes, he was. The Lakers, he was the leader. Miami, he was the leader, but then there was what flash. So it's like, but still, Kevin Durant, you weren't the leader in Golden State. You could say what you want, but they were 73 and 9 without you. Yes. Terrence Crawford, you beat everybody at 140, but that motherfucker Errol Spence has been looming for a long time. 141 great. If you're gonna be the best, you gotta beat the best. Your legacy's not set. Your money is set. I'm okay with that. But don't lie to me and say you can't move up this ladder by fighting Errol Spence. So when Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis are fighting, they're saying, my legacy's got a long way to go. So we're going to figure this shit out. So I'm happy this fight got made. Boxing had a shitty end of 2022, but 2023 is on point. Let's go. Now let's talk about uh, Floyd Mayweather and Deji. <laughs> okay. Floyd Mayweather versus Deji. We'll wrap it up with some exhibition. Poor stuff. Deji. Deji you know blacked his eye. No, not, Deji was all right. Not even poor Deji because he got rich. So there's nothing poor about Deji. But boy, Floyd came in there like, I can knock you out anytime, anytime. I Floyd want. Floyd danced on him. He carried the cards. He did all this shit. Like, when he wanted to turn it up, he turned it up. He got Deji out. But Deji landed two or three punches. And that's all he needs to do. <laughs> Floyd had a little mouse under his eye. Low blood in the corner. And Deji is bigger than ever because of this. Yeah. Deji just got to win his next fight. They better give him a can. Yeah, good luck. Give him a can. Yeah, I know. But... The rub is there. No one expected him to win. He did well enough. You didn't get flatlined. No. You weren't crying like, oh, boy, in Japan. Oh, yeah. Floyd, let's just keep it above. Floyd keeps it fairly, fairly easy on the black people across uh, the poor Japanese guys that fight him. He, he has no mercy. So it's one of those things where Deji, now he put you in position. He talked you up, KSI as well, to go on and make more money. Um, Floyd wants to come back for an exhibition in the UK. Keep doing four or five of these a year. It is legalized robbery. Oh, yeah. This man is robbing banks. No mask. He just walks in. He was like, give me your money. And they go, all right, Floyd, what do you want? But remember on the MMA show, I talked about Adesanya and Canelo, like being ambitious and hurting their legacies. Canelo, I mean, Floyd looked at this as a business from the beginning. And that's what's allowed him to collect $10, $20 million fighting YouTubers. Yep. Canelo may not be able to do this if he fucks around and keeps losing. Yeah, I mean, he can only take so many hits. Fury's but, in position to do so, but his competitive nature kicked in and then... Yeah, it's different. Floyd's like, I went into this. I wanted to be the best, but he was like, eh, I'm not going to be Ali. I'm going to leave when the time is right, but I'm going to make a ton of money in the process. Keep going. And I'm going to beat up somebody like Deji, but I'm going to let Deji have a little shine because... He's an, he, Floyd Mayweather is the definition of sports entertainment. He is. He is P.T. Barnum at this point. Yeah. He's selling you an illusion of danger. Yep. And making insane amounts of money off. Oh, it's like, look out, here comes the bearded lady, but. Yep. To the fact that Pacquiao was going to do the same in December. And Pacquiao wants to fight Floyd. And Floyd was like, I ain't fighting you. No. You want to fight. I want to get paid. And then we Here's have the another fight coming up this weekend. Hasim Rahman Jr. Supposed to fight Vitor Belfort. Nope, that's not going down. So, in steps, Greg Hardy. It's on his own. 
I'm gonna have it on one of the two. I'm very sick of Greg Hardy getting checks. I hope he gets knocked out. But that's yeah, he me. Will. That's me with him every fight the past six years. Ramon Jr. is gonna smoke him. But boxing, unfortunately, remains the one sport where you can have this checkered history and be like still a star. I mean, MMA. Yeah, but I mean, look, Javante's had domestic it's shit. Not been great. Floyd's has domestic shit. Like adultery. Adrian Boner just signed a ten million dollar deal. Yeah, it's it's boxing's the one sport where it's like, eh, morality. Fuck out of here. So it's like Greg Hardy and Hasim Rahman Jr. and yuck. But hope we'll he gets smoked. <laughs> Boxing's uh, in a, a crazy place, but it is exciting. Yeah. Um, Teofimo got a new opponent, by the way. I'm just seeing this. Yeah, uh, Pedraza's fell out and he's yeah. fighting uh, Sandor Martin, who beat Mikey Garcia. Yeah. Which Good is actually a, might better, be a tougher fight. It's a better fight than Pedraza. Yeah, it is. So that's going to be one hell of a fight. Uh, MSG, December 10th. We told you we're keeping this one quick, and we did that. We appreciate you. Make sure you guys check out our pro wrestling episode dropping tomorrow. MMA episode dropped earlier in the week. Dre's looking at his shot like he's bamboozled. Yes, that was that was rough. But we took a shot to the end of Twitter if it does end. We appreciate you all for following not only us on Twitter, but uh, just being along for the ride, man. Our, our first show, our first clip in advertisement was on Twitter. Yeah. It was almost eight years ago. So it's been one hell of a journey. We appreciate you all. From here in Blue Wire Studios in the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas, everyone in the booth, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much because uh, it's been one hell of a day. So you guys really are the MVPs today. We appreciate you all. Follow us on all social media platforms, Twitter included, if it's still around. Until next time, we're out. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.